Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how you doing? Pretty good. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. What you been up to? Um, you know, just life, keeping busy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who knows is that this. I love a show on Amazon, an Amazon original, <laughs> The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. and the um, third season premiered on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I like was watching it a lot of the weekend. Binged it. Binged it. I mean, okay. it's only eight episodes. Okay, that's not too bad. So it's not. Too, it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was disappointed. In <laughs> what? We got season three. It's nineteen sixty. A new decade. Ooh, like we're about to like enter. We're about one. To have. Yes. So there's excitement and mm-hmm. you know, this woman who's a housewife, she's Jewish, her husband left her. She has to take care of her family. She finds out that she's this brilliant comedian. And at the time <laughs> She discovered she's a comedian. Yeah, she's a comedian. Okay. And she's just hilarious and her character's really entrenched in um her life and she her her she, her set is always changing because she mm-hmm. just really gets up on stage as this like cathartic therapy session she's like amy schumer this season i thought it was gonna be really exciting yeah. because she leaves new york and she goes on tour with shy baldwin who's like a modern day john legend oh, sexiest um, man alive <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know there's like episodes in la and vegas okay, and miami uh-huh. and i'm just like okay cute because those cities were popping at that, at that time, time yeah. yes honey i thought they should have like also did a little like parlay down to havana yeah like, that yeah. would have been really really cute mm-hmm. but um Visually, it was stunning, but I think mm-hmm. the character herself, she lost something for me, and she's mm-hmm. she's the main reason to watch. But overall, okay. I still loved it, did that. On Saturday, went out with my girlfriends from law school, mm-hmm. Legally Bad, and that's what we call ourselves, <laughs> and um, collectively. Yeah. And um, we did our little um, black elephant dinner. It's like white elephant. It's not a, oh, okay. But it's black. Uh-huh. And that was cute. We had a fun time, mm-hmm. and, you know, just been enjoying the day. I'm in a really great mood today. You are shocking. Is it? Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, it's a little, it's a little like high heat. It's a lot for me. <laughs> oh, I'm almost yeah. making myself sick. But it's, it's been raining all day. And that made you excited? Yes, I Shut love up. the rain. <laughs> I am so weird. The only rain I love is that Janet Jackson video. Remember? Which one? You know that video where it's like raining outside uh-huh. and it's got the guy with like the locks and the green eyes? Oh, no. Yes, you do. I- with like the teacups. Is it this one? Yeah, that wasn't a rainy video at all. <laughs> it does start raining in this video. Watch. And she's like writing a little like poem or something in her bedroom. And then that guy comes. I don't remember and it being rainy in that video. It rains. It's like towards the end. Because like first they're sitting outside. They're like having tea. And then it starts raining. Mm-hmm. And then they run inside and like smash. I just remember it being dusty. Yeah, was, he, did, very, he does look very, very dusty. Oh, no, but the setting looks very oh, Albuquerque. Yeah. Pueblo. It's giving me, like, Marrakesh. <laughs> okay. Like Morocco. Okay, see, it's giving me New Mexico. Oh. I'm, I'm not I'm not You're a domestic bitch. I'm a domestic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bitch, it's going to be New Mexico over yeah. here. Breaking bad, bitch. But, um... <laughs> but, um... Hated that show. That was horrible. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, the rain makes me want to reenact with Janet and her man. Yep. <laughs> It gets me, the rain gets me in the mood. And the rain also just makes me want to curl. That's why I have this blanket on right now. Literally, guys, I'm wrapped in this blanket. You are. Um, not that it's not even cold. It's a little bit cold in the studio today. I just love like some chai tea. Okay. A good book wrapped in a blanket on the couch. Love it in the rain. The rain, gets, the rain gets me feeling so. Mm. I can't even. 
verbalize it. Just, I'm just going to hit you with an onomatopoeia. Mm. Gotcha. You having a moment? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on under that blanket? <laughs> so you will not find out. Please. But I do handle I dry cleaning. <laughs> So how are you? I'm good. I had the most festive weekend. Yes. On Saturday. Okay. My boyfriend and I went to Atlantic, Atlantic City mm-hmm. um, to see the Mariah Carey uh, Christmas concert. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I was a little disappointed because we were sitting so far back. Aww. Yeah. Like Where was she playing? The Hard Rock. Okay. Yeah. So... When the tickets went on sale, I was, like, in a work meeting. I could not get... I was, like, trying to get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let me step out for a minute so I can buy the tickets. But then by the time I got out, the closest I could get was, like, the seventh row. And I was, like, the seventh row is not that bad. But, um... It's not bad at all. I mean... A lot of people are up in the rafters. Yeah. No, I said rafters. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, like... It is an overload of, like, festivity. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, she has, like, the Christmas trees, and she has, like, the snowmen, and, like, the ornaments, and everything was, like, amazing. And this is my, this is her sixth time doing the show. Right. And this was my third time seeing it. Seeing the, her Christmas, the Christmas show, show proper. Yeah. Because remember back in the day, we used to go yeah. to Rockefeller Center, bitch, and we'd be <laughs> and standing we'd stand on, on that ice, ice for, like, hours. Oh, oh my so God. i so pissed at you. Yeah. And. It's cold. It was cold, but, you nope. know. It was his first time seeing her Christmas concert, so it was good. Like he didn't really know some of the songs because you know he's just he's not American, but right. um, it was good. Like it was exactly what I needed to get me in like the Christmas spirit because it's just so festive. Like there's no other way to like describe it. Like it's a good time. It's like everyone's in like their Christmas outfits and people are wearing like the string lights and they had like all their like snowflakes right. and it was just amazing like beyond amazing yeah, yeah. that's something like because we saw mariah in april yeah uh-huh. and here in philly yeah and um mariah carey is just the queen of christmas yeah and i'm sure that the venue was just you know overflowing yeah with just christmas energy it was and very, festivity. yeah yeah it was a fun time like everybody's in a good mood you're happy you're like celebrating the, the christmas spirit she sounds amazing. Looks, she was a little bit thicker than she was in April when we saw her. She been eating right. I mean, we just off of Thanksgiving. True. It was funny because, like, the gays came out mm. for Mariah. Well, they're a big part of her, uh... yeah, her fan base, <laughs> right? But it was a, it's a house divided too because Madonna was playing here in Philly. True at the Met. the same night, right? Yeah, right. Ooh. And I haven't listened to Madonna since I was in the seventh or eighth grade. You know, back when she. <laughs> Was, That's not true. Was famous. That's a Mariah quote. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> back oh. to the day. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, you could tell because you know both have like very huge gay fan bases, mm-hmm. and so you could tell Mariah's skew a little bit younger than Madonna's because Madonna's like in her sixties. Yeah, her fans are yeah getting up there. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't the share concert like? A couple of days before. Was it? It was, yeah. At, oh, um, wow. Down at um, South Philly. Oh, wow. So that's not a trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> that's a gay-ass trifecta. Yeah. Who, who amongst the, the, the gay CEO gods planned that? Somebody at Ticketmaster was like, <laughs> <laughs> let's convene all the gays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but it was fun time. It was amazing, and we had a blast. Great. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. Yeah. It got me right into the Christmas spirit, so that takes us to our cocktail for the night. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so tonight we are drinking a candy cane uh, martini. Yes. It is very... Spirited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already loosey-goosey. Loose. Because we had a few. 15 minutes in. Yeah, we had a few before, yeah. before we started. Um, so in this is... Um, Vanilla vodka. I got us a little Grey Goose. La Vanille. You know, we yeah, fancy, fancy for, the, for the holidays. Um, peppermint schnapps and creme de cacao. Creme de cacao. <laughs> creme de cacao. Creme de cacao. Yeah. That's a little. Okay. That's a little. That's not what I thought it was. What do you think it was? Creme de something. <laughs> creme de cocoa. Creme de cocoa. No. Mm-hmm. We fancy over here. De cacao. Yeah. But it's good. It's very strong, so mm. please be careful. It is. Drink responsibly. But it's not like try. overwhelmingly pepperminty. It's like No, because it has the vanilla, the vanilla notes, balances. And then it has from the cacao it's like a little bit of chocolate notes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. It's, it's, it's mart- it is martini though. Yeah. So it's, it's hitting straight it's hitting right. Alcohol. <laughs> Woo wee. Yes. Well let's God. hop on over to category, category is... is So, you know, when we record we always have this fear of like something big popping off after we've already recorded our episode for the mm. week. Shortly after we were in the editing bay and getting the episode ready, my presidential hopeful, my candidate, Kamala Devi Harris, withdrew from the race. And I am upset. Yeah. About it. I made the very controversial statement. You did. Last <clears throat> year. That we need a white man to win this race. Mm-hmm. And that statement was made from a very cynical place within myself, which mm-hmm. is most of myself. Last week, I was really sad when that statement was kind of was, yeah. cemented. Yeah. Uh, because it was like, damn. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter, I knew that Kamala, she was my hopeful as well. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, in a vacuum, if I could choose my choice, well, okay. I would have picked Kamala. Okay. But we don't live in a vacuum. We have all these other things that are moving and, you know, Mm-mm-mm. it's Trump. It's not normal times. Like we need, That's fine. But... I get that. But she was my favorite candidate as well. But I was pissed and, and sad. And almost, I was more so angry. Uh, yeah. Because of the fact that there are way, 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 way more mediocre ass mm-hmm. white men, mm-hmm. white women, mm-hmm. and others mm-hmm. who are still in the race and who right. are getting the funding that Kamala should be should getting have, yeah. and is not because of the fact that she is a black woman. And it was a, 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 the most simple example of how much harder it is to prevail in this society. Yeah. And it was just annoying to me because, yeah, we did have a lot of minority folks who, you know, supported that same comment that you made last time. Right. Saying that. No, only a white man can beat Trump. I would feel more comfortable voting for Joe or anybody else mm-hmm. other than than Kamala. And I do think that it was just really disappointing to me to see a lot of minorities in particular just, you know, constantly bashing her, constantly bringing up her record or bringing up, you know, information about, oh, well, she was attorney general. And she sent black people to jail. That was her job. That was the basis for them to not support her. Or just bringing up, you know, irrelevant information that didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And blindly supporting 
a white male candidate who Joe. Joe well, Joe Or the gays really like them some Buddhists. Some Mayo Pete <laughs> as they call him now. But and that's another thing. So everybody's out here supporting Pete and he allegedly is, you know, the front runner in Iowa polling, which I don't trust the polling anymore. But um well, we can't even trust the whole elections anymore. Uh, okay. So, okay. You can't trust the poll. Yeah. And so Mayo Pete won his mayor, mayoral race. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying, oh, well, he is the mayor of the fourth largest city in Indiana. Okay, bitch. What does that mean? Not a damn thing. That's like me saying I'm the fourth richest person in the studio. <laughs> There's only two of us. Here. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right like it doesn't matter Irrelevant. he won with like i think it was like nine thousand votes and you have kamala harris and they're saying oh she's not electable she's not electable but she's she from won. california if california seceded from the union the whole country would cripple right and she won <laughs> her races with like nine million votes right oh well people aren't gonna vote for her Really, they're not because California showed up and showed up. I sure did. And I just, I mean, I actually had the opportunity to meet Maya here, Maya, her sister. Mm -hmm. And she's awesome. Yeah. Um, And Kamala is just, she's brilliant. And I felt like if you just looked at the candidates themselves, Mm -hmm. I felt as though personally she was the most qualified, Mm -hmm. gender, race aside. Mm -hmm. Um, I get why people like Joe Biden because of his association with Obama, but, but he is not Obama. And anyway. what he's exhibited up until this point has shown me that he was number two for a reason because he mm-hmm. could never be number one. Right, and right. it wasn't his time then, and it's his time now. But the thing is that with the candidates who are still in the race, there's several who should have dropped out by now. Ms. Booker. Uh, okay. Julian, adios. Yang. Konnichiwa. <laughs> that he's no. Oh. <laughs> That's Japanese. Oh, sorry. But now they're trying to tootsie roll and, and do everything to get Kamala supporters. And Elizabeth Warren is putting out ads with pictures of her and Kamala. But girl, you ain't say nothing when the media was coming after Kamala right. day in and day out and day in and day out simply because she's a black woman. Let's face it. Well, Whoever the is at the top of the ticket, I hope comes back and chooses Kamala as a VP. Well, that's another because I think she's playing long I game. I think, and the, the thing that's another thing because she qualified for the December debate, right? But she withdrew, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so now like Booker and Julian are like, oh, we need a minority on the stage. It's, you know, let's try and get Kamala's voters, but then with. People saying, "Oh, she'll be the VP of whoever wins." I don't, I don't, I don't know about that because one, the VP doesn't do much. It depends on if who the VP is. Like that's true. Right, right, the position of the VP doesn't do much, but people don't realize that Cheney ran this fucking country for Bush too. Well, okay, maybe, possibly. Pence ain't doing shit though. But with VP, I feel like I don't know if that's big enough. For Kamala. Secretary of State would give her more foreign policy experience. Right. It would kind of set her up to be, to run in 2028. Yes, yes. You know, I think that with VP, she would probably have to wait a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. 
people were saying, oh, she can be the attorney general. But half of y'all motherfuckers were talking about she was the AG of California. She sent black people to prison. So y'all want her to be the AG of the United States of America? Wait, it's not AG, I think. Yes, it is. Is that what it's called? Yes, because Eric Holder was the attorney general. You're right. I'm blanking. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I don't know. Y'all were giving her way too much, and she did not deserve any of that. She didn't. And it's like, I feel like I probably, I'm, I don't, if I had to, if the vote was tomorrow, I would not be voting. Really? Yeah. Fuck all of y'all. I, I don't not vote. I do vote. Okay. Um, I'm not one of those people. That's but fine. I also wouldn't have any faith in my vote. Because I think that I still have PTSD, PTSD from Hillary. I think I said Ooh, that a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yes, me too. Because, like, so I was siced. I was hype. I was ready. Me too. Bitch, I know. We was eating the fancy <laughs> pretzels you made. <laughs> had my little party. I had my and, decorations and shit. Child, that was the saddest party I ever did go I was, to. <laughs> like, you got to go. <laughs> it was sad. It was sad. I took me some z and I went to sleep. I was like, this cannot be real. I'm going to wake up in the morning and... Hillary is going to be the president. No, oh, ma'am. Yeah. So I don't even want to like put that much faith back in the process mm-hmm. again because to me, I just believe that the process is compromised and can't be trusted, which is um, upsetting. Sad. Yeah. Because you can't be out here proselytizing democracy across the world mm-hmm. and your democracy ain't even that. Wow. That's true. Well, moving on from a fucked up democracy to a fucked up Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you heard about the news story where George Zimmerman is now uh, brought a civil suit against Trayvon Martin's parents for allegedly planting Mm -hmm. false evidence in his case. And he is suing for damages in the amount of, was it $1 million or $4 million? Ooh, no, honey. It was a lot of money. Hold on. It was like $100 million. $100 million. Some ridiculous amount. All I'm going to say is mm-hmm. the audacity and the unmitigated gall mm-hmm. of this motherfucker mm-hmm. to spit on the grave of this child mm-hmm. and his family and his memory and legacy is just baffling to me. And it is indicative of the fact that we now live in a culture where your 15 minutes of fame yeah. exceeds any kind of moral compass that one might hold or hope to hold. Yeah. Even if I killed someone in legitimate self-defense, I would feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not being some wannabe neighborhood watch, rent-a-cop, that nobody assigns you to do nothing and killed someone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a young person at that. Yeah. I just can't believe you had the... I, I... I'm trying to dig in my deep vocabulary. I can't even find a word. This is not I have audacious. no words it's for beyond. that. Yeah, it's just I, it's, I have no words. I am frustrated, pissed. I don't understand. I don't think anybody does, and I don't. And, think and that's that the thing. He does. It's it's he knows damn well that Trayvon Martin's family is judgment. In this instance, would be judgment proof, meaning yeah, that because they ain't got whatever it. Whatever judgment the court brought down, it ain't going to be a hundred million dollars. <laughs> they don't got no hundred million dollars. But I feel like you just need to go crawl in a hole. And die. Basically. Short, done, succinct. Yeah, I didn't give that any energy. Because, yeah, I just could not. Speaking of something else that I will not be giving any energy. And McDonald's didn't really give it that much energy either. Because they are just now entering the chicken wars of 2019. 2019 almost over, y'all. Late. Y'all. 
are late. Hella late. Have you had it? I actually picked it up. On my oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was driving. I was like I'm a, I was like all right. I'm gonna be hungry. I was like let me just roll through the drive through. I was like can I get a medium fry and a chicken sandwich? <laughs> and let me tell you, was it good? No. It was below the Popeyes one. Oh wow! Because I know they got that little regular dollar chicken. Yeah, they already had the with the mayonnaise and the shredded lettuce. Yeah, I hate shredded lettuce. By the way, don't they also have like the? They have like another. They also have the crispy chicken sandwich number five. Crispy chicken deluxe or something, right? (laughs) Number five. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I get mine with no tomato, no mayo, (laughs) extra sauce, (laughs) honey mustard. But um, the chicken sandwich was not. Anything to write home about. Okay. I maintain that Chick-fil-A is the queen of the chicken sandwiches. No, ma'am. But um, they entered the race late. Mm-hmm. Y'all do hamburgers. <laughs> you know, that's like Burger King is now going to enter into the chicken sandwich. Uh, no, because they are popping with their um, Impossible Whopper. I actually, do, you know, I love it. <laughs> I actually, I haven't had it. You haven't had it? Well, I don't fuck with Burger King like that. Why? They, I like their burgers. Because mm-hmm. they do the on the open flame you can taste the fire. Child, they put it through <laughs> that conveyor belt. My little brother used to work at Burger King. <laughs> it's not on the open flame? I mean, it is, but it's only grilled on one side if you notice. They put it like on a conveyor belt. Part before I eat oh, it. best. And so... This guy is actually suing Burger King because he said that they cooked his Impossible Whopper on the same um, conveyor belt thing. Yeah, that they <laughs> cooked the regular Whoppers on. I'm like, girl, they're not going to change up their operations is he for you. No, it's beef. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so listeners, we live in Philadelphia. And if you don't know, Philadelphia has a large Muslim population. Yes. So when you go to the deli counter... Mm-hmm. You know, they have a whole halal cutter. Halal, yeah. The halal is basically like Muslim kosher. Yeah, yeah, for, basically. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't have, you know, pork. But, I, yeah. but that's how Philly I am. Like, oh, they, they don't have a halal cutter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. You know, I love a halal cart, child. They put too much sauce on them things. White sauce, red sauce. Both. Both. Okay, <laughs> yes, both. With an F, both. <laughs> Like both sauces, but you know, a lot of white, a little red, a little the red. red you need, hot. yeah, yeah. You need a little spice, but not too. You'd be, you know, in the bathroom afterward. <laughs> It'll mess. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, McDonald's y'all late and y'all wrong. So mm-hmm. save it, just leave it in 2019. Yes. Another thing that needed to be left in 2019. So, have you ever been to Art Basel? I haven't, and honestly, I'm hyped right now because. Uh-huh. I mean, I've, I've been to Miami before. It was kind of like yeah. <laughs> blah of a trip to me. Same, yeah. I, I think that I just have this, growing up in a beach town, mm-hmm. I grew up in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So growing up in a, I mean, Atlantic City ain't all that. It, it, ain't. it ain't Miami. <laughs> but it is a beach town. And growing up, in, beach. growing up in a beach town. But when I grew up in Atlantic City as a child, it was mm-hmm. glamorous to me. And it was also, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Boardwalk. What was that show called? Boardwalk Hall? Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. It wasn't like that. HBO. But it was, it was glamorous. I mean, in the 90s, Atlantic mm-hmm. City was doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So. I was doing a whole other thing right now. Child, I don't cause... even go. Honestly, I don't like to. You know, my grandparents live in the, in the yeah, area. Uh-huh. I don't like to go back because it really does depress me. Yeah. So I don't go back often because it makes me really sad. Well, but like my childhood, it was just light. It was just fancy. And yeah. It was everything. You know, we would do Mother's Day brunch. Ugh, anyway, I'm getting too much into my memories. <laughs> a little bit. But I. Felt like when I went to Miami, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just another beach town. Oh, I thought Miami was okay. just going to be like glamorous. That's and what everything. I thought. Of, yeah. 
Um, but it's just, you know, they got uh, 101s, shop selling boogie boards yeah. and T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, girls barefoot in the street. It, Miami, maybe I didn't see that part of Miami uh-huh. when I was there, but it just didn't give me that glamour. And the yeah. Art Deco. I think, but I used to like, um, when they had Real World in Miami, remember? The gay way? Yeah. What do I always have a gay guy? Yeah. I'm thinking of Pedro. No, he was San Francisco. San Francisco. Dan. It was like a white gay guy that time in Miami. Yes, he was fucking in the shower and it broke in the thing. Sorry, yeah, he, he broke through the window to get into the sh- into the house. Was that him? That was him. Oh, okay. I remember. So I, just, I, I real one was my favorite show for like yeah, a decade. Yeah. So I just had I think that, and they worked at like Ocean Drive magazine. Yes. And so when I got there, I was like, "Ooh, where's Ocean where's Drive? It? Yeah, where's Ocean Drive? Where's?" And I got there, and I was like, "Oh, this is." It? Like that's it. Right. There were a lot of CBD ice cream carts when I was there. Oh, I was like, mm-hmm. CBD is just the new TCB. <laughs> Remember that TCB ice cream? What? Remember the ice cream pellets? The like cosmic ice cream yes, or something. Yes, it's like the, yeah. the, the, the uh, dry ice and the yeah, little pellets. The little pellets. Is yeah, it called yeah, TCB? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, take care of business. What? <laughs> You can put that martini <laughs> down. <laughs> but anyway, Art Basel was in, or is going on in Miami. And did you hear about the $120,000 banana? Apparently it was an art installation. And this guy duct taped a banana to the wall. And somehow, some white people bought it for $120,000. This is giving me Sex in the City, <laughs> season three. I can't okay. call the exact episode, but remember when Charlotte was a gallerista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sold the Jeff Koontz. You know, someone, someone was trying to buy uh-huh. what they thought was a piece. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, I love it. Stunning. Amazing. And it was a Jeff. She's like, oh, it's Jeff Koontz. Mm-hmm. And it was just the fire hydrant. Yep. She's like, oh, it's just the fire hydrant. It's not for sale. Oh, <laughs> it's like how, first of all, how like, um ridiculous uh-huh the art community can be I'm out, of, so touch. out of touch and it's just like okay this is food it's going to decay it's going but to, did, it's like did you see somebody ate it did they get sued because <laughs> how much but I, honestly this person's this person's a is an anarchist they're like a revolutionary because they're they're spitting in the face of this hundred and twenty thousand dollar dutch tape banana i think it was a publicity stunt because oh. the guy who ate it was like some kind of comedian and was it that guy who does that guy? Not th- no, not that. You know one. who I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, Borat. No, he's get, he's done with comedy. Oh, is he? Yeah, he gave this nasty speech about Facebook. What? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, they love, are rigging the election. I love Borat. I, I thought he too. was it a was genius. Funny. Yeah, he is funny, but he was like, he wants to be taken more seriously. So he actually, <sighs> you should look it up on. Don't look it up on Facebook, but look it up on like YouTube. And he gave, like, a nasty speech about um, Mark Zuckerberg. Really? Yeah, because you know they're, like, running those false political Sasha Baron acts. Cohen. I love yeah. him. Yes. And he's married to Isla Fisher. Or the other one. The, not Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're sisters. Yeah. They're not. Isla Fisher's the funny one. The, Amy Adams is the serious. Yeah, yeah. But they're, like, the same person. They're pretty much the same person. But, yeah, so um, he was saying how Facebook, because they're not removing those false political ads they just keep running them basically because they get paid for them right so i also driving over here when mm-hmm. i was in the drive-thru at mcdonald's i would i looked at my facebook and mm-hmm. saw that um they've been putting out like 
uh, misinformation and prep ads. Yes. As well. Yes. Yeah, that was another thing. And it's just like, but basically the effect of the ad has been that people are no longer using the medication. Right. Yeah. And it came out today or recently, I should say, that they were specifically targeting the black community with disinformation Mm -hmm. about certain political candidates. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so this guy ate the banana, and I don't know what they're gonna do now because it was getting rotten anyway. You know how right. they, don't, they don't last. All right. So. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up categories for this week. Yes. How ridiculous! Yeah, it's a lot. So now it is time for our realness topic of the week. And so I was on Twitter the other day, you know, mostly looking at the free porn because that's where everyone gets their porn now. Because Tumblr, they fucked it up. When they went like PG or whatever, I heard. T- I heard it's back though. Is it? I heard. Ooh, I might be back on Tumblr. I heard it's a great vibe. <laughs> mess. Mm. So this trending like article came up or topic came up, and it was like, um, I thought it was going to be an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you because I was reading the responses. And I was like, oh, this might be a good question to have on the air. Okay. So the question goes: How would you respond? If one of your friends texted you and said, are you in the right mind space to receive some information that could destroy your life? In all seriousness, uh-huh. I don't think that any of my friends would text me some bullshit okay, like that. Okay, none of my friends would do place. that to me. Okay, okay? because if, so- if your friend is texting you some bullshit like that, mm-hmm. they're not your they're fucking not your friend. friend. Bitch, call me. Call me. Hey, girl, we hey. need to talk when you're free. Yeah. It's urgent. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never seen those kinds of texts. I've never dealt with those kinds of texts. So basically, the question, what would you say? I wouldn't say nothing because I wouldn't get that text. But if, if, I, you if, did, if I did, yeah, call me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say anything. I probably I would just hit call. Like, you know, at the little top, you hit the yeah, little yeah, eye. Yeah, I would yeah. just call them like, bitch, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Before I do anything, I run the scenario front, back, left, and right. Okay. So I always prepare for worst case scenarios. So I'm not ever going to have myself in a position to be having someone call me and say, what if Uh I told you something that could destroy my life? Because it's not going to destroy my life because I've already probably ran that scenario. Uh, For me, it's like a coping mechanism. Okay. I think it's an anxiety-inducing question. And it's probably a bigger deal to that person than it is to you. Like we said... If they, if our friends knew that that was such a, you know, ruin your life moment, mm-hmm. I don't think they would put that in the text. So it's probably some shit like, oh, bitch, guess who I just saw down at the mall? It's probably not as serious as that prompt makes it seem. Right. Especially you have to think about who the person communicating this information mm-hmm. is. Because oftentimes people don't communicate. People communicate only to be heard. What? People don't say things for the well-being of others mm-hmm. or for other people to hear. They say things because they want to be heard, right? So like you go to your point, mm-hmm. them telling you is not about the information that may affect you. It's about them telling you. People People have a way of making things that have nothing to do with them very much about themselves. Mm-hmm. For example, giving your example, mm-hmm. if somebody was down at the mall mm-hmm. and saw your man, and saw your man. holding and kissing up on another yeah. man, and they're like, bitch... What if I told you I have something that would ruin your life? Uh-huh. And they text you like, bitch, I saw your man up with another man. Guess what? You probably already had the hunch, the feeling, the gut action that something mm-hmm. was going on that wasn't right. You might not know that your man at the mall with mm-hmm. another man, but you knew, like, 
people don't have the ability to ascertain that you probably already had that feeling. Send me the video, girl. Like, yeah, send me the receipts. <laughs> right. But, I, but you know what I'm saying? I, uh-huh. I've been in a situation where people are like, oh, your man was doing XYZ. And I was like, okay, thanks Ooh. for the information. Yeah, I just think that it's probably... One is probably not that serious because if it was, they would call you directly. Or there's messy. a better way to frame that situation. Like, hey, bitch, you got a minute? Hey, bitch, you free? You at work? I need to talk to you real quick. To me, I think that there's just been a reduction of communication. Yeah. And there's a Gen Zers or Xers or I don't know what's. <laughs> Somebody. Have just resorted to. The primary form of communication being text message. Being text, yeah. I think I'm very much of the phone generation, so I'm mm-hmm. going to pick up the phone. But hey, my mom, my grandparents, they were very much of the in-person generation. Yeah. But that's reflected of the times yeah. in which you grew up. Yeah, that's true. But for me, I think that that is destroy my life. Yeah. Like, even that statement's packed. But people are also very, like, extra, too. And dramatic. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to be Wendy Williams. Like, bitch, this is going to destroy your life. You bought them shoes for regular price. They 50% off now. But again, I'm, that, that that question don't it don't phase me. Don't, it, don't lie, girl. It, no, I, I'm being very honest with mm-hmm. you. Given the current state I'm in, not much more can destroy my life. Okay, I I I, I, don't know. I, I deal with the things. Is that a text you would ever send to someone? No. Okay. I would never send that text right, to someone. Right. Um, I'm gonna call them. Uh-huh. I'm not the kind of person that keeps a lot of um, superfluous people in my life. I have my tears. Excuse me? You have your tiers, your levels. Well, your tier, circles. Tiers are indicative of a hierarchy. I have my concentric circles. Okay, same thing. My circle is getting smaller. Thank God. Some people, but also a lot of people love to be messy. Uh, and I think you also have to question the motives of the person sending that text. Um, no, because the people in my life would never send me a text like that. But there's a lot of people that have people in their lives mm-hmm. where they do have people who would send them texts like that. And they don't have the discernment. Well, that's to distinguish who is really for them and who's not. Well, if you get a text like that, that's somebody you do not need in your life. Exactly. <laughs> that's why, to answer your question, I, was like, I wouldn't even get a text like that. I think you would. I think that there are some people who operate with like a larger friend group and they can't trust everybody within that group. Like the trust level is at varying points. So they may get a text like that and they may not know whether or not to trust it because the person is their friend in quotation marks mm-hmm. but really is their associate or is someone who has like an ulterior motive okay. you know I can see that. but you and i really don't have a lot of friends i have a friend octagon eight. Oh, oh, but are all you all friends together no right so they're individual relationships right, right. see yeah. my first tier is six people okay on sunday i was talking with my girlfriend i was mm-hmm. like you know, just talking about the last decade as this decade closes. I went into this decade with them six people, and I'm leaving this decade with them six people. <laughs> I brought you into this decade. Yup, bitch. I'm taking you out. No, mine. There's there is some overlap because some of them we did go to college together. So, but I'm friends with them individually, right? And not to say that there, you know, there's any acrimony or their animos or animosity between them. It's just that it was a horrible movie. I mean, Taraji, I try to give her something, but, <laughs> and Tyler Perry, but I don't, um, but they're just not friends. Right. You know, and I don't try, and I also don't 
try to mix make them. them yeah or make make them friends or we all need to hang out together and be a clique no i like to have my one-on-one time with you and my one-on-one time with you because our friendships are different right you know i think that people don't understand that concept like to me and again some people everyone different mm-hmm. is different i'm an introverted extrovert okay so i like to be around people i mm-hmm. get my energy from people mm-hmm. um however i'm also very introverted mm-hmm. and in order to be around people i have to like prepare yeah <laughs> and then i have to like um it starts with a d like um de- not de-escalate but decompress like, decompress okay. yes exactly mm-hmm. i have to decompress after, afterwards afterwards yeah so i'm very much an extroverted intro i'm an extrovert okay but i'm an introverted extrovert so which one is more primary the extroverted oh okay but some people are just straight extroverts like they can't be alone okay i like being alone okay to a I point i think i'm an you're an introvert extroverted introvert because i'm more introverted okay and i can be extroverted when i need to be got it but it's not the primary right yeah i'm not i'm, I'm definitely my primary is extrovert okay yeah it's just it's just it's just it's just different how yeah. people operate but mm-hmm. again I, the commonality is how you're introverted more so and i'm more so extroverted is mm-hmm. that we handle our friendships one-on-one to your point mm-hmm. i don't think that people are being them true selves in a group setting right when you're around people don't, you're wearing mm-hmm. a social mask yeah you're putting up you know you're keeping up appearances putting mm-hmm. up a wall mm-hmm. or you're trying to project what you want people to perceive when it's one-on-one mm-hmm. you can cry with a bitch yeah tell her your insecurities mm-hmm. your fears mm-hmm. your hopes your dreams of time was most hurt you know, you can show her your edges. You can be yourself. <laughs> Take that wig off. Right. You yeah. can be your truest self. Yeah. One on one. But when there's lots of people, you can't gauge that your trust that level you're, is the same. Exactly. And you always feel like, you're right, because I don't think you can be authentically yourself in a group because there's so many different dynamics at work and at play that you just mm-hmm. can't, you can't do that. Like, I could never be in a Sex in the City. Or girlfriends, or even with Sex in the City, they had their, they had their own friendship. They did because no one knows this, but I am a Sex in the City aficionado. Mm-hmm. Carrie was the primary character. Wow. Who was Carrie's best friend? Miranda. Yes, Miranda is her best mm-hmm. friend, and she, everyone knows she made no. That was her best friend, point mm-hmm. blank. Period. Mm-hmm. Her next closest friend. Oh, Samantha. No. It was Charlotte. It was Charlotte. Oh, okay. At one point, it was Samantha. Uh-huh. Earlier on. Okay. But later on, it became Charlotte. Okay. But Charlotte, See, Charlotte and Samantha were more secondary. Side, yeah. Her best friend was Miranda. Yeah. Me. No, <laughs> girl. I am Miranda. No, you're not. I took the quiz. I know it said I'm Charlotte, but I am Miranda. No, you are very firmly caring. Yes, I'm her. Because you are a mess, <laughs> oh. just like she was. Oh, thank you, Samantha. A thank mess. you. Fuck Samantha. She don't want to do the next movie. Fuck that bitch. But that's it. I mean, the question is stupid. And real friends would never send that to someone else. And now it's time for... I I said what what I said. said. So my I said what I said for this week is going to be somewhat festive and Christmas-themed. Because we're all gearing up for the most commercial holiday. Besides Valentine's... Well, Valentine's Day is pretty commercial. Yeah, it is. I think that the consumerism... Okay, I'm... I'm going to table that because <laughs> okay. I think that Christmas does have a religious aspect, but it should. Valentine's Day is solely com- commerce. Yeah. It's a made up holiday. It's totally made up. Yeah. Christmas is, there's some underlying things, right? 
However, at the end of the day, it's still about calling. We live in America. I don't think that people should give gifts. Um, what? I don't think that people should give gifts on Christmas. Or, 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 that's a little extreme. Especially for Americans. Yeah. I don't like the gift-giving tradition in America. So in my family, I remember, I want to say, it's probably about my first year of college. We kind of were getting bored with the holidays. We wanted to kind of like inject some new flavor or some new traditions. And one year we did this like buffet. (laughs) Not a buffet, but like all the kids and everyone in the family had to pick a country and create a traditional Christmas like dish from that country. And it was very like, <laughs> like oh, what third grade teacher was in our family job. that came up with this? Oh, little passports kid. Right. We, had, we gave a whole presentation <laughs> on a PowerPoint and everything. It was very forced. However, it was cute. After that mm-hmm. tradition, we're like, all right, this is too much and too forced. It's corny. It's corny. <laughs> Let's, you know, do like a Pollyanna. So Ooh, in our family like for years did uh-huh. like we pick one person, but the rule of Pollyanna is that it had to be a handmade personalized Ooh, gift. Oh no man. And I loved it because I no, I will say the most heartfelt and touching gifts I've ever gotten mm-hmm. on Christmas have been as a result of that handmade Pollyanna gift. Those I still How long ago was that? Oh my god, about we started that tradition probably about ten years ago. Oh, okay. And I still have those gifts. Those gifts are some of my most prized and important possessions. Because Got a some... handprint. <laughs> well, I mean, we were all grown, so they're a little bit more elevated than that. But like painted shells. Yeah, the first year it was very arts and craftsy. It was very It was very like all handmade. But then you know, over time, I remember everyone in our family was bitching and moaning because they felt like, oh, this is too much. It's easy to just buy something mm-hmm. and to put some thought and some effort into someone's gift. So then mm-hmm. people kind of, it kind of got like Sandra Lee semi homemade, mm-hmm. and then we got to the point where it was just buying things, right? A drill. The way it should be. So I love that tradition. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Kwanzaa esque. <laughs> Umoja. I love that tradition. I, I honestly detest and it's hard that's why it makes it so hard uh-huh. I do like the festive I love the whole Mariah Carey festive yes. Christmas but Christmas is my third favorite holiday third slash fourth favorite holiday mm, because I just don't like all the consumerism around it and oh let me get this watch or this fragrance or this drill or this big expensive big ticket item mm-hmm. that person's gonna use it trash it once it's tore up or get something new I, I most love and cherish the gifts that people have put thought into effort into have personalized for me and have made with their own hands and their own love and mm-hmm. i think that those are the most beautiful and touching gifts and i cherish them and fuck you know the oprah's favorite things in the, top, in the top in the top this list in the top list this because it just reeks of consumerism okay. and i said what i said okay i mm, all right <laughs> <laughs> so my I say what I say for this week is holiday themed as well. Okay. Because it is the Christmas season, it is the season of giving and receiving. I don't know your sexual preference. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they have been um starting the holiday ads like since even before Thanksgiving. Right. And so I always have a problem with it being called holiday, like because it's so generic. It's, it's an attempt. It's all being inclusive. I get it, but they really mean Christmas. But anyway, my I said what I said 
is directed at the holiday ads because they be doing the most. And recently, well, last year, remember they had the IKEA ad? I love the ad last year. I don't think I liked it. But this year, they started playing it again. The same like, one? It's the same one, yeah. And the like, advertising budget got cut? Apparently. <laughs> um, but now, did you see the uproar about the Peloton ad? <gasps> I liked that. Um, I like the Peloton. I love the Peloton. It, because well, I, it makes me want a Peloton. Child. But, but it's emotional. It made her a better person. <laughs> and that was the backlash. Too, oh. Because the people were saying that, oh, she can only be a better person if she's thin. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I wish my husband would buy me a Peloton. <laughs> I keep dropping hints like Peloton ad again. And they got the Rihanna song on it too. Yeah. And I'm like, that Peloton ad convert is on again. I want me a Peloton. Them Pelotons are expensive. Really, but you get a car. It's so, <laughs> okay. Well, not, not quite. Not quite. But, but still, for, for it a is, stationary bike, yeah, it's expensive. It is the new, like, Nordic track or, like, the Bowflex machine. Remember that? They used to have, like, those. Yes. Um, they used to come on right before the Romp Appeal, Set It and Forget It <laughs> ads. I also remember the Gazelle. The what? The Gazelle with that gaming with the ponytail. No, I don't oh, know that okay. one. Maybe opposite cheat, bitch. Yeah. But they, um, so the backlash on that ad is that they're saying uh, this woman lives like this affluent life and, you know, she has body dysmorphia <laughs> and it's so rude for the husband to get her this Peloton bike. But I'm like, child, I wish my husband would. It's like $2,500, but then you have to buy the shoes, you have to buy like the, um, the iPad. No, no it, it comes, comes on there. Comes yeah, there, it comes right? on there. You have to buy like the you have to pay for the class. It's like sixty dollars a month. And you can either buy the bike like outright or you can pay like yeah, monthly for it. But it's expensive, but whatever. And so first they were saying, Oh, you know, it's just the woman in the ad and but then there's like an Asian guy, he has like an ad and then they're just saying that basically it's this affluent lifestyle that they're trying to portray and blah 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 but whatever but the ad that really got under my skin this time was have you seen the h&m ad so it was one it was kind of like the ikea ad where Uh they try to have every different kind of combination of relationship that they can possibly put in this 30 seconds and so they have the interracial couple and then they have um the like blended family couple and then they have like an older couple and then they have like the gay couple and they like Humping in the stairwell. Ew. I'm like, of all... Why the gay couple gotta be promiscuous? Exactly. And that was my problem with that ad. I was like, I know how it is when you go home for Christmas, and you might be from a small town, <laughs> and the nearest gay is like eight miles away. <laughs> eight miles, you on the map. <laughs> so, you gotta, you know, meet where you can. Because you can't do it at your mama house. But... If you have a cool mom... <laughs> She's not like a regular mom. School mom. I mean. <laughs> but the people who do that, they ain't got no cool mom. Right. <laughs> they got to drive eight miles for some dick. <laughs> but I just wish the ads would stop trying to be so inclusive. I know that's controversial. But it's okay to not include everybody. Because when you try to include everybody, you lose some of your sincerity and authenticity. Sure. Have like a catch-all. Yeah. It's like, 
Let's have the gay ad, the gay couple. Let's have the interracial couple. Let's have the black couple. Let's have the white couple. Let's have the Asians. Let's have this, let's have that. Let's have every single combination we can possibly think of so we don't offend anybody. Right. And, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but find another way to do it. And I said what I said. I hear you. Yes. Well, let's hop on over to our last and favorite segment of the show. Tens, tens, tens across the board. So as all of you know, I love pageants. Fight me. (laughs) Because I get a lot of pushback. But they're not merely merely beauty pageants. These are scholarship programs. Mm -hmm. These are are, um, platforms for women to advance their careers. Mm -hmm. These women are not merely just beautiful women. But back to my point in my tense, it's been all over. I watched it last night live because a bitch don't miss a pageant. <laughs> Growing up in Atlantic City, I used to go to Miss America. I used to be seventh row like you were at Mariah yes. at the Miss America. So as a little young gay, it was my everything. Mm-hmm. But watching last night, mm. Miss Universe pageant, Steve Harvey and that disgusting leprechaun that suit. What the blazer fuck was a mess. He his fashions on um, Family Feud be atrocious. Well, they'd be better. They'd, they'd be, be better, better than that. Yeah, yeah. Marjorie, get him together. Well, she tootsie rolling across the world trying to make P Diddy her son-in-law. So well, that's they, not broke they broke up. Yeah, She's yeah, the future yeah. now. She's gonna be pregnant tomorrow. <laughs> right. Her and Sierra are gonna be in the same <laughs> club. <laughs> but um, tens, tens, tens. Two. The former Miss South Africa. Now the 2019 reigning, right? 2019? hmm Reigning Miss Universe. Zozi Bini Tunzi. She was gorgeous, stunning, mm-hmm. amazing. I loved all her fashions on the um the evening wear with that cape. Bitch, I know you live for a cape. And I it love was white. Cape. Yeah. And you know, white on that brown skin. On that chocolatey. Yes. Pops. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit lighter in complexion. That's why I'll be trying to get my tan on. But we're, you know, we're at the we're at the height of winter and I'm looking a little jaundicey. A little bit. <laughs> I know. And um I just wish I could just wear white like that. You can't. But I just loved all her gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. Mm-hmm. Um I loved her responses to the spoken statements. Yeah, they were amazing. They were good. Because mm-hmm. representation does matter. And mm-hmm. it does mean a lot to see a woman with her complexion, mm-hmm. with, you know. She is classically beautiful. She is. You know, she looks like Issa Rae a little bit. She does look like Issa Rae. I thought that too. <laughs> She's a little prettier than Issa Rae, but they're in the same tribe. They're the same. Ooh. Wow. I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't trying to be Africanism issue. Tribe is a, is a word I use when I categorize people's looks and features. But she does look like Issa Rae. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but it's still a thing. Like, we're pushing the knob further. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. Enough, like you know, not only can I be a black woman with a weave, I could also be a black woman with you know, like a kinky you know C four hair pattern, you know, and, and win. Like we're pushing it further, yeah. and I think that's beautiful and it's amazing. And tends to you, Zinzi, she's gorgeous and stunning. And I'm gonna keep shouting out these pageant girls. And on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, yes. it makes it the first time in history. That I think that they're now outgoing, or will soon to they're be. Com- out- yeah, they're, 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 and their reigns are ending. Yeah. However, they're still consecutive. 
So you have within the Miss Universe organization, you have mm-hmm. now Miss South Africa, you have Miss USA, who was a black woman, and Miss Teen USA, who was a black young woman, mm-hmm. and then a separate organization, Miss mm-hmm. America, America, is also a black woman. Her mm-hmm. name is Nia. I forget her last name. But then, in addition to that, Miss <laughs> Monet Exchange, <laughs> you know, I love you, drag queen, also included herself as the yes. reigning <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars well, Queen. Co queen, right? Co queen. Well, we'll still take it. Yeah. We'll still take it, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I don't really feature her, but I guess. The current reigning Miss mm. RuPaul's Drag Race oh, yeah. queen, Evie Yeah. So, yes, we include the LGBT. We across the diaspora, across, across the, the world, across the board, black across the board. Tens. Yes. Tens for y'all. You can be a beauty queen, but you cannot be president of the United States. That takes me to my tens this week. Oh. Kamala Devi Harris, graduate of Howard University. And Cal- University of California College of Law. She's the first African American woman and first Asian American woman to be Attorney General of California. She's the first Asian American Attorney General in the nation, first Indian American, and second African American woman to serve as Senator in the United States, and the first woman of African descent to represent the state of California in the Senate. My forever candidate tends across the board to Kamala Debbie Harris. Mm, that's so sad. It is, but we're going to keep it positive yes, and uplifting. K Hive forever. Yes. It's not goodbye. See you later. We'll see you later. And we'll see y'all later. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Stay festive. For my friend Octagon, your Christmas cards are coming very soon. I'm working on them now. They're going to go out very soon, very soon. All right. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see See you you next week. week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. 